welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We will be discussing the new Netflix original series called The Chair. And you'll just have to wait and find out if we liked it or not. Because no, no spoilers yet. <laughs> um, and we also... Um, this probably won't take up a lot of time, but we both watched the Pen15, uh, standalone, um, illustrated episode, and I just really want to talk about it because I will spoil this one and say I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, those are the two things we will be discussing and hope you will enjoy this riveting talk about those two shows (laughs) first we have tv news i'm gonna start out with my least newsy type of thing um there is a big new york magazine article about succession and this isn't technically like newsworthy but i there was a quote from cousin greg and he said that One of his quotes was, Tom is married to Shiv, but Greg is his real partner on the show. And when the writer of this article asked the costume designer, Michelle Matland, about pulling everyone's looks, she said that Tom's suit was selected to complement Greg's, not Shiv's dress. And I just thought that was really fun and a little fun tidbit to this New York article, New York Magazine article. The images are amazing. I'm like obsessed with them and just really excited to have the Roy's back. And I will mention it every day until they are actually back. (laughs) I know. Can't wait till October. Me too. Feels It's not far, but it feels kind of far. It's the best month for so many reasons. Speaking of October, uh, far less excited about all the HBO stuff coming back in October, but... The season three of You on Netflix is coming back October 15th. Um, yes. And, um, I mean, we're going to talk about it. We're going to watch it, even though it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to. It's We've just, we've committed ourselves long ago to this show. And I have to know what happens next. It's true. And... We have to watch the things that everyone else is watching, and everyone else is watching you. Yeah. It's just one of those shows that it's like, I mean, you have to give them props. I cannot believe they're even having a third season, but <laughs> here we are. Here so, we are. Who who knew someone could get away with doing something so bad for so long? It's like it's a but, whole test. It's like something that the character Joe would do. like torture (laughs) but um maybe that's gonna be the twist at the whole the end of the series is that joe is actually like the director of a tv series it's about this yes he's like in the writer's room (laughs) yes oh it would be that reminds me of like it would be like the oa oh my gosh yes that's true i forgot about that oa finale if we had like a girl meets show drinking game, it would be anytime they mention the OA, <laughs> take a sip. <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, yeah R.I.P. Bring save hashtag save the OA. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my only other piece of news that I have is that, um, Apple is making a new movie, and it's starring Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke as half brothers who reunite at their father's funeral. And, like, the picture, the post I saw of this, like, their pictures are side by side. And I'm like, whoa, they actually do look exactly like brothers. I thought that, too, which is something I've never thought in my life. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. So, good casting. Other an, Another streaming movie I read about today was that um, Amazon Prime is going to have a rom-com directed by Dave Franco starring Alison Brie, his wife, and co-starring jay ellis from insecure <gasps> i did not see that and it's called somebody i used to know which is a song wow, i great. still like in my opinion holds up it honestly still slaps 2012 i want to say what happened to Gautier? Gautier? it's a great is that question who it is? yeah that won a grammy yeah. so anyway this is your reminder to maybe listen to that song again today <laughs> <laughs> it's still good and that movie sounds good just from the cast and the director. Um, and then I only have one more thing. And it is Perfect. that um, they're making a sister series to the Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman show, Making It, called Baking oh. It, hosted by Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg. Oh, my gosh. Fun. I know. I was like, okay, cute. And to I have to be honest, I've never watched Making It. People um, love it. I've heard it's freaking amazing and the happiest show ever. I don't know why I've never watched it. I just, I for, I'm forgetful. We have a very full, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, list of assignments <laughs> for yes. For we have a we have a really big syllabus <laughs> of shows to watch, <laughs> and that is one that I've never remembered to watch. And this is, it's like my reminder to myself to watch the other two on hbo this this is a good t- t- uh, reminder for me to watch making it because i also want to watch baking it also fun name and best yeah, host i've it. ever imagined in my life so pretty excited do you know what platform is that on oh my gosh they're gonna have um the winner is gonna be called best in dough by of the way course. of course i know it's gonna be on peacock mm, okay peacock so Honestly, one of the besides Girls Five Eva, one of the most tempting things I've read, because I literally just canceled my Peacock this week because I was really mad about how they treated me during the Olympics. <laughs> you um, showed them. <laughs> they're they're gonna know. They'll rue the day they <laughs> made me suffer during the Olympics <laughs> and had to grovel to my dad for his cable login. <laughs> But yeah, I, I forgive them because baking it sounds really cute and has hired two of the best people that I personally know. <laughs> Good on them. <sighs> yeah. All right. For our top three, we are discussing our uh, top three TV characters that we would enjoy having as coworkers. Um, I was trying to think about like, uh tv shows that revolve around the workplace and i was like is there too many or is there not enough and i honestly (laughs) haven't really come to a conclusion wow that's 
that is really an excellent question. I guess it's like, what is there such a, it's a perfect way to study like the human experience and like yes. how workspaces are just like all these people that you may never know ever in your life otherwise. Mm-hmm. But now they're your coworkers. You're all so forced to you be know together them. more than you're with any of the other people in your life. Yes. It's it's very so I get it. <laughs> I get it. It <laughs> makes like, sense. Maybe I'm only thinking about it more because I'm like now a working professional and those things apply to me more. Like I haven't watched The Office since being a working professional. Tbh, that might have been a. Um, That's a bomb drop. Yeah, seriously. Oops. <laughs> I would say it's kind of it is kind of funny. I mean, now I feel like it's really hard to watch The Office anyway if you don't have Peacock. Speaking of which. True. Um, but it is pretty but it's, funny. It, it does change. A little harder. It changes a lot of. Th- I think. I, well, I only know the first few seasons, but it, when it, so I can't speak to all of it. But those those early episodes, it really it it really puts a whole new taste and flavor <laughs> on that. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. We'll get into the chair, but um, I would say. 95% of the characters that are in the series, The Chair, um, are coworkers at a university. And so that's why we are discussing this. So I'll go first. You said this person last week, and so I felt like it was a safe bet this week for me, but I said mm. Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh my mother-in-law like, <laughs> oh yeah that, that two weeks ago i guess but recently that feels um, like just yesterday <laughs> yes <laughs> your mother-in-law is now my boss and oh, yeah. good good choice i just feel like he would be good at his job but also still be fun and like almost annoyingly positive but like you kind of need those pe- you need at least one of those on on the team totally well, and I think that one of my biggest coworker pet peeves is um, I he's not someone who, when he makes a mistake or something, he won't admit to it. Like, or he, if he doesn't know how to do something, he'll he'll be like, "Hey, I need help with this," or "Can you teach me?" I mean, that's basically the whole plot, at least of the first season, is like him not knowing how to do this job, yeah, <laughs> and not knowing how the sport works and stuff. And so it's like he's constantly asking questions, even though. Like, rather than, like, he's willing to risk maybe looking dumb to, like, and I I always really respect people at work who, like, ask questions and aren't too prideful, you know? Yes, yeah, same. My, great answer. Ted Lasso would be definitely a good coworker. And as we talked about a little bit, it was actually hard to find people that are fun, TV characters that are fun to be around, but also hardworking and responsible. Yeah, there's so, not many. Good choice. Um, my number three, this is from a show we recently talked about. Um, I picked Kamala from <gasps> Never Have I Ever. That's um, my number two as well. Stop it. That's oh my funny. gosh. Wow. That, well, she really stands out as a great worker because, <laughs> um, and if you don't remember her name, like we do, it's Davy's cousin on Never Have I Ever. And she's like perfect in every way including that she's really smart and she's extremely good at her job and responsible and ambitious 
Um, and she's also fun. So she would be really fun to be around. And something I was thinking about is that she's really ambitious, but it's never at anyone else's like expense. Like she is a really Mm -hmm. like a team player and, um, yeah. So that's how she ends up on both of our lists. Yeah, seriously. And like, I don't, I don't even think it's because they, I mean, it probably is, but like they really show what she's like as a coworker and like in the workplace in the last season, but like, I think she would be really a great um, friend and person to have on your side and for companies to hire um, because I really liked her perspectives on her perspective on like women in the workplace. Yeah. Especially like women in STEM. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. She's basically the full package. Wow. Well, I guess I'll give my number two. Perfect. Um, My number two um i'm interested to know if your number one is from the same show i maybe hopefully not the same exact person but i picked someone from from mad men okay and um i picked stan oh interesting okay yeah i love stan i think he is an underrated character he's uh my favorite guy well all everyone every character on mad men is great i love slash have complicated feelings towards pretty much every character on the whole show yeah um stan i picked as a co-worker because he is like really he's really hard working and he's also really creative but he also mm-hmm. has a lot of common sense and i think is more grounded and has like good perspective especially him when you first meet him he's like a total tool but then as he kind of like he becomes more like kind of hippie-ish as the seasons go, as the decades go on. And I feel like he, yeah, I feel like he has like (laughs) really good perspective. Like he's really able to keep Peggy grounded a lot. And, um, I just think he would be an amazing coworker. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. And I actually didn't choose someone from Mad Men. (gasps) Oh, wow. So thank you for letting them represent. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's another work workplace drama. He's good at keeping her grounded and letting her, like, letting Peggy, like, giving Peggy perspective on, like, the areas where she should be getting more recognition or the areas where she's being too dramatic. Exactly. And everyone needs someone like that at work where, like, especially because he never talks down to her. He's never condescending if he thinks she's being really dramatic. Mm-hmm. He kind of, like, lets her talk and, and listens like truly listens but um then is able to kind of bring her back down totally great answer thank you no my number one i was choosing who could be my jordan (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm peggy and you're stan actually now that you say that (laughs) (laughs) i wish i was as cool as stan it's very cool i I chose Ann Perkins just because she's good at her job and also just good at being the friend to lean on and talk about work and talk about other stuff. Yeah, totally. She, um, yeah, that's actually, it's kind of a similar relationship. Peggy Stan, like Ann is the grounded one and Leslie, while she's like superwoman, she also is not, she needs help being grounded. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wow, that's a good, good answer. I didn't even Thank think you. about Parks and Rec characters. I feel like a lot of them Another could have been good. Another show of coworkers. Yeah, seriously. 
Um, I love it. Um, my number one, I haven't haven't used her in a while, but I had to go with Elaine from Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> she is. She might seem like she's not wouldn't be good at her job, but she actually is good at her job. So that's a a check on the checklist. Um, what is her she, job? So she's in editing. So oh, she's okay, always like she good. works at different companies and throughout the show, but she's always doing well. She starts in editing, I guess, and then she goes into writing copy for um, this J. Peterman clothing catalog. But it's always like writing adjacent, basically. Okay. But corporate jobs. And, um, but she's also very funny. Um, and I think she would also be super down to like chat and gossip, um, both about work stuff, but also about like what's going on in your real life. You know, like she's, Mm -hmm. I just think she would be hilarious to have around. Great answer. I can picture the two of you hitting it off great as coworkers. Wow. Thanks. High compliment. All right. The chair. Netflix original created by Amanda Peet ish. I think she, she was one of the creators. So, um, I mean, I just don't know her in that role at all. So that was very intriguing. And starring Sandra Oh. I think those are the two things I've seen the most about this show. Jordan, do you want to give a brief synopsis of this six-episode series? Show? Yeah. Season? I would would absolutely love to. Um, Basically, um, Sandra Oh plays an English professor at a college. Um, and she, so we, the season starts and it's her first day as the new English department chair. She's the chairwoman. That is the, what the chair means in the title. <laughs> Even though there are a lot of actual physical, like furniture chairs throughout the show, but yeah, it's funny. Don't let that fool you. It's about a person. <laughs> um, and basically like, Her struggles start out as being mostly about, like, not enough students are enrolling. Like, how can we get these students enrolling? How can we keep the new and the tenured professors happy? And then it um, becomes a lot about um, kind of cleaning up uh, the mistakes of, like, this other professor played by Jay Duplass, who is, like, is the he the darker, the light-haired Duplass brother, to, he in your opinion? He is the dark-haired Duplass. Okay. Even though he was pretty gray, so his hair is getting a little yeah. lighter, technically. It's true. But he is who I call the dark-haired Duplass. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, he a video of him goes viral, and so then he start, he's a pretty well-known uh, professor, and he starts to be, like, bec- he gets really controversial- widespread he goes viral and he's like on the verge of being canceled basically i don't think we we won't go into spoilers there's nothing really that spoilery about this show but overall i did not love this show i felt like um i mean i love a six episode season but it honestly was just like not enough to care about any of these characters 
they drop you in right when Sandra O oh becomes the chair. And so like there's no build up to that. We don't really ever see how she uh, what she had to overcome to get to that point. They allude to a lot of things, but a lot of stuff is still left like pretty unclear, including her relationship with J.D. Plas's character. And um, I just don't think that six episodes was enough time to get you to care about any of these characters and left you at a weird ending. And I was like, are they going to try to make more of these? Because there is nothing else they could really do, in my opinion. No. It was an interesting, like, there were some, like, fun parts. And I didn't, um, I wouldn't say, like, I hated it. But it just, like, I wasn't excited to watch any of it. No. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think, I would go as far to say I think it was bad. I think wow. that, I think it was bad and it's always kind of weird to say that because I don't think that the acting was bad. Like there's talented no. people in it. Like we already said Sandra O oh and Jay Duplass. Holland Taylor was in it. Almost unrecognizable. <laughs> um, it, uh, If you know her, like I think most of millennials do as either from Legally Blonde or Georgia the Jungle, which... Uh, and I feel like or I was is like, Sarah Paulson's partner. Yes, exactly. Those are her. Those are the three big <laughs> reasons why I think we'll always like kind of revere her. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, like there were really talented people in this. But I just was like, almost after every episode, especially as it got closer and closer to the end, I was just kind of like, I don't really understand what the the point of this show even is. Um. I, my kind of like overarching kind of like summary of for this was that I, I don't really have any desire or I don't have fun watching a show that it really seemed like the point they were making is like trying to get me to empathize with like white men who are getting canceled, like for pretty valid reasons, you know, like I just don't really, I don't have a need for those stories right now of like getting to know um, a character better who is like pretty, a pretty sketchy, nasty person. Even when I, they're like, but look, he's so good with like kids, you know? And I was just kind of like, I'm just not feeling this at all. And it just, it did not, I just, it didn't really sit well with me. Yeah. Like um, if you're going to try to make something some sort of commentary on cancel culture. I think you need to do a better job and have more character development because I think he deserved to be fired for the things that he did in like the first episode. Mm-hmm. And that's not because he deserves to be canceled. It's because there are consequences for people's actions. And it was just like another guy trying to avoid consequences for his actions through using a woman who like finally got some power and now she has to use all of her power to like save this man. Yeah. And I feel like the only, it's like literally the, it's, it's not a spoiler to say that literally the first scene you, you meet him in is it's like kind of, you get information that like his wife passed away and Mm -hmm. like, Yes, that is tragic, but that does not 
that's not like a free pass for bad behavior um i just i i was just like who like what is this like who's this really for <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was just strange and especially well something else that i thought was just kind of strange is like there's a lot of um there obviously like uh sexism especially like in um like the collegiate university level for professors like back at like because holland taylor's character has been a professor for like decades and decades and so talking about mm-hmm. how hard she had to work to get where she is and how she still isn't respected and stuff and like that's totally valid i don't really think that the show was about that i wish it had been more about that instead yeah like i think it's an interesting topic and idea and even like the ageism aspect as well yeah and like i do think that like tenured professor like tenured professors and like uh teachers in general like i think that's an interesting topic especially like right now within like uh covid and just like it kind of reminded me of like covid-ish topics but not being tied to covid i don't know Mm -hmm. um but like there are things that i think would could be interesting television but it this one was not it no this was yeah they had like the ingredients for something good and interesting and like maybe even if they just there was like not the right nuances about a lot of these topics yeah um but yeah like i when i heard what it was that like she's the chairwoman of um of the of of university english department that sounds interesting but it was like not it's like we're talking about these workplace uh tv shows and it kind of it just wasn't enough about that like that would have just been interesting on its own we didn't need to have it kind of this like the plot line really we didn't need that whole it was basically i i would actually like to see the percentage of like screen time of like jay duplass versus sandra oh because i really feel like it was equally about him as it was about her character Mm -hmm. and that like his character just sucked i was like very annoyed and irritated by like every time he was on screen and this is an actor i like so like (laughs) i guess good job at acting at being so annoying but I was just rolling my eyes at everything he was doing and saying. It was very obnoxious to me. Yeah. And if you have Sandra O oh as a lead, you better do some really good writing. Yeah. And yeah, I just felt like they tried to cover way too many topics in too short amount of time. So then like everything was just like barely brushing the surface and they couldn't get into like any sort of deep thinking at all with any of it so it just like didn't land at all yeah that's so true like it's really nuts that these were only half hour episodes like they I maybe I would have this is like one of the few times I would have preferred it if they were an hour long episode because there's yeah. still only six because it really is wild when you look back at there's so many different plot lines going on because you still have like Sandra O's relationship with her daughter and her relationship with her dad and like that whole like story. being asian american yeah like i actually w- i was really into Adoption. like the, the korean culture plot lines i feel like yeah. those were probably my favorite parts but they also like didn't have i couldn't really tell how they tied into the rest of the these other plot lines like they were actually really unnecessary which is sad because i actually like those parts the best yeah moral of the story you can pass on the chair 
I mean, or watch it for yourself and tell us if you disagree with us, but. Yeah, if someone out there absolutely loved it, I would really like to hear your uh, <laughs> your opinion. I'm surprised it has a 7.3 on IMDb. That seems high. Yeah, that does seem opinion. that seems high to me too. Ending on a lighter note, unless Jordan totally hated the new um Pen 15 episode, which I doubt as she is shaking her head right now i i definitely <laughs> no like th- th- i'm happy to go on go on and talk about something i would talk about this <laughs> they released a special animated episode and it's ki- it's just like a standalone episode but it picks up exactly where the last season ended and it was just so beautiful and it just made me miss that show so much because they just did they do such a great job of like reminding you of these things that you felt and experienced as a teenager and have like forgotten about. Maya and Anna go to Florida with Anna's dad. And so like one of the main overarching themes is being on vacation with your friend. And like there were so many different little like um tensions between the two of them like when their dad gives them or not their dad, when Anna's dad gives them money to spend and, like, they kind of fight over, like, who holds the money and just, like, little things like that. It was just, like, wow, I've definitely experienced this, like, A, bringing a friend on a trip or B, being a friend that's brought on a family trip and um, I just thought it was really special. It's funny, too, because we were just talking about this with White Lotus a little bit. Yes. So it's like, I was like, wow, this is a very familiar theme. Yeah, I thought it w- I thought it was great. And it was interesting, too, because I haven't done any research into, like, who did the animation or who was doing the drawings because mm-hmm. it was extremely unique animation. Like, it really looked as though it could have been, like, maybe drawing. It was almost like they did these doodles or something because it was, like, pretty... It wasn't like um, high tech looking animation. It was extremely simple, but mm-hmm. it was like it just matched the vibe of the show so much to me. Like, um, like the drawings were like the people were not pretty, <laughs> especially <laughs> partway through. Um, not to like give anything away, but like um, it it was just I just feel like it was like at first the artwork was kind of hard for me to get used to. But in a, in the same way that Pen15, the regular show, is, like, really jarring at first, like, seeing grown women playing preteens, but also, mm-hmm. and also focusing on all, like, the gross parts of, like, middle school and puberty. Like, it's just kind of, like, it's that kind of, like, beautiful, off-putting vibe that the regular show has that then, like, translated for me through the way the cartoon looked totally i yeah i totally agree like at first you look at it and you're like i don't know about this but like i think it just added to it and i thought it made it really fun yes and also helped you like it was so simple that i think it also helped you focus on the story as well yeah totally i was thinking too i didn't i barely read anything about this at all i don't even remember if i really did but it's like were they all together recording these or like were they on like, obviously, they had to do it differently. I'm sure it's, like, animated because of COVID and stuff. 
So it's like, but yeah, clearly they were know. like, it seems like they were like just on a Zoom call or something doing like a read through or something. Like it just seemed yeah. like they, no one, I don't, the, the, the like script didn't come off as something that like you could have just recorded your own part separately from the, any of the other actors. Definitely not. So I, I would like, this is something it's like, I feel like I'm just requesting oral histories of everything lately, <laughs> but this, I would really like an oral history specifically of the animated special. Like how did this all go down? I do know. I think I saw that, uh, Maya posted, um, that almost all of it was like in part, was Anna's idea and she directed it by herself and was one of three writers on it so it was a lot of it was her doing so that is so cool go Anna (sighs) but yeah if you haven't watched it go watch it it's special and fun hold you over a little bit till we get the rest of season two all right Jordan who's your crush of the week um well (laughs) (laughs) even though i thought that j duplass looked good in the chair he was just like his character was way too annoying for me to have any crush feelings towards him um lately um because i I always have to have a show on kind of like a rewatch show that i just Mm -hmm. have on when i'm like eating or have on in the background kind of show and my show right now Mm -hmm. is scrubs i started scrubs from the beginning again which is one of my all-time favorite shows love and um just like baby cutie zach braff is just i i just think he's so cute and um he's my crush this week great answer another show i've never watched and always have had it on my list i have been watching season two of modern love and like halfway through um some of the episodes are good some are not really that great in my opinion but uh, Kit Harrington has an episode with uh, Lucy Boynton, and it's just like weird seeing him in like modern day. <laughs> yeah, that would be. It would be like when I saw him in the he when he popped up in like the Friends reunion. Yes, it was like whoa. <laughs> He's playing like a tech bro, and so it's what? like really weird. That is so I'm funny. Like, Jon Snow doesn't know what a computer is. <laughs> He knows nothing. <laughs> but it, that's his whole thing. One of, my, one of my favorite parts. Wait, that was good. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. One of my favorite parts is like, it's his episode is actually a little bit weird, but I kind of liked it. I don't know. I, I'm undecided about it. But um, because his episode is about COVID, and Ooh. it feels like a little too real. Yeah. But I guess it is real because it's a. That's the whole point of modern love is like it's real love stories. But <laughs> I actually um, forgot about that too. <laughs> he uh. is like um, quarantining with his brother and his brother makes some sort of remark about Game of Thrones to him and it was very funny and I liked it. I'm actually upset because freaking Amazon Prime's Twitter account has a, has a promoted tweet that they showed that in the tweet. They like posted the oh, screen really? caps, and I was like, "Um, that seems like that would be a fun little gift to me yeah. for watching it." So and now you're just like waiting for it if you watch it. Yeah, so I'm mad because it, it looks like it was really funny, and 
I'm so annoyed that they use that as like their little ad. I hate when shows do that. So dumb. I did not look this up, but in the tweet, in that promoted tweet, is his brother played by the guy from Midsummer? Oh my gosh. You know, I was like, this guy looks familiar, but I don't know who he is. You only know him in a bear suit. I looked him up on IMDb and like didn't recognize any of his top shows. Well, and I could I be like, I could be wrong too because I literally haven't watched it. Oh no, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's him. <sighs> wow. And from Sing Street. Oh, that's weird. That Midsummer's not in his top four things on IMDb. Yeah, that like, is what is. F- that's what actually that's one of the most egregious IMDb like known for things that i've ever seen that is the thing he is known for yeah that's rude that's very strange it was also very late at night when i watched this episode so i clearly was not paying attention but yes that's exactly who that was i'm glad you said that um he's kind of well i mean i i guess this is this is undoing what i said but i i feel like he is like even because i recognized him you know but like i do think he's kind of a chameleon like Yes, he and is. maybe even I would go as far to say kind of a no face. <laughs> yes, but like, but like, yeah. So I don't think, yeah, he's not Kit Harrington. It's like you're saying, like that. If you're that kind of actor, you're a chameleon. You can play in any time period. You can do whatever. <laughs> Kit Harrington. Yeah. It's like you're kind of born to play like historical <laughs> things. <laughs> just has like a very heroic face. I think. Yeah, yeah. They just don't make him like that anymore. I guess. <laughs> they do wow not. what a spiraling tangent i am <laughs> so sorry <laughs> but um, i liked it <sighs> all right well there we go our hot hot takes i don't know we don't know that many people who have been watching the chair so maybe it's a hot take or maybe it's the general consensus on the chair <laughs> and pen 15 our forever love Hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> it's been a while since we didn't like something, so I don't even know how to like close close the episode. But yeah, there's just been so many good things out lately. I know. It was time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.